Today on Locked Out A's, there's officially a lockout in baseball. What does that mean? How long could it last? And how does it impact the Oakland A's? Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 386, 396, I'm sorry, 396 of Locked Out A's. I'm your host, Nerd Baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we're talking about the lockout and everything that you need to know to be educated about what is actually going on with these labor negotiations. So that's what we're doing today. But before I get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Sorry, Locked Out A's your first listen of the day. Uh, Make sure to follow us wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on YouTube now. Follow our new YouTube channel. Uh, Subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. And uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's. Locked On still. uh, On Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the first thing that I want to address is something that I saw floating around on Twitter after the lockout became official, and that is that the players are being greedy and that they just want more money, and that is why the lockout is happening. And while part of that may be conceivably true, that the players are being greedy, uh, the lockout is not the players' fault. I I will... Matter-of-factly, it is not the players' fault by definition because a lockout cannot be instituted by the players. So I want to make that clear right off the bat. Obviously, uh, underneath my Mets sweatshirt, which is keeping me very warm, I am wearing a unionized the Miners t-shirt. I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, And so I'm obviously pro-player. So it's going to be a little bit of a pro-player slant, but by definition, the lockout is not the player's fault. So we can stop with the, they're the players of this. No, the owners did this, and I'll get into all of the explanation on all of that, but we're coming out the gate firing. Welcome to lockout season, everybody. Our lockout can only be done by the owners. So while the players may be fighting for better contracts or less service time before they go into free agency or things that would entail them getting paid more among, uh, you know, some other things that they want, uh, the literal lockout is not their fault. That is point number one. We're coming out the gate absolutely on fire here for Locked Out A's. Welcome to episode one of Locked Out A's. Hopefully I don't have to do a whole bunch of these and I'll get into the schedule for the podcast uh, with the lockouts and, you know, with transactions frozen. Uh, coming up here uh, in the third segment, I'll, I'll do it before we sign off, but let's let's keep with the lockout theme here. And the things that, uh, that the players want are very normal for a collective bargaining agreement and that's why they have a union. It said that they can try and bargain for the things that they want to have a better workplace and have better, you know, amenities, not amenities, but, you know, just better, not perks. They want, they want better things. And so this is, this is just where we are. And in 2016, 
uh, they did not negotiate well. Tony Clark did not negotiate well. And uh, that is why we are where we are now. And it's not like we haven't known that a lockout was going to be happening since 2016. Because five years ago, after the last CBA negotiations, Jeff Passan, then of Yahoo Sports, now of ESPN, uh, basically said that negotiations this this negotiation period in 2021 would get ugly. These are those negotiations. We've been expecting a lockout, at least for the people that I've been following for five years have been expecting a lockout for five whole years. This is not a surprise. Uh, this is just what happens. So uh, yeah, if you're surprised by this, uh, sorry. But uh, yeah, this is kind of what we've been expecting for a while now. And before uh, I, I jump ahead though, you may be wondering what the difference between a lockout, which is uh, you know, the thing that I've been ranting about and what happened and what a strike is. And so I'll, I'll tell you the difference so you can be like, hey, no, Bob, actually, this is what's going on. And you can, you know, insult your friends and colleagues. Uh, so <laughs> that's what we like to do here at Locked Out A's is uh, make you one up people that you know in real life. But a lockout is where the owners essentially freeze all of the transactions, the contact with players, even the ones currently rostered on the 40-man roster. Uh, they close team facilities and essentially nix all communication with players. That is what is going on. That They want nothing to do with the players right now, and they are trying to do this as a leverage thing. I'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, and a strike is basically when the players don't want to come to work in, in order to get the things that they are fighting for. Uh, this is just the, the owners being jerks. They Did they need to do this? Again, no. So what does the lockout mean? What does this lockout mean to baseball right now? Nothing yet. It's li It literally means nothing. What was going to be happening now? You, if you've been watching the last few tr uh, free agent periods, the only reason that this one seemed like it was ha a lot of fun is because there was a deadline, the lockout deadline, and teams knew there was going to be a lockout. That's why it seemed like there was a frenzy, because there was, in fact, a frenzy, because there was a deadline. But we've seen nothing happen for weeks on end in the last two, three, four free agent periods. Nothing's been happening. Teams have not been spending a ton of money on free agents until they kind of had to. We've seen Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, uh, a lot of great free agents sit out on the market until February. So uh, does this mean anything? No, this changes literally nothing. Maybe some relievers aren't going to get signed, but nothing is happening yet. The owners are trying to play the PR game, and if you're falling for it, you know, it, it happens to the best of us, and that's why I'm here. This is kind of the impetus of the podcast, is I, I want us to be educated baseball fans. Am I, am I a little bit biased? Sure. But I want us to be educated about what's actually going on, and uh, I try to my, my best to convey what I know and what, you know, I, how I understand things, and so that's what I'm doing here. The owners are playing the PR game a lot like they did during the shortened, you know, 2020 uh, season negotiations, and they'll blame this on the players, uh, saying that they're being greedy, even though they're specifically the ones that actually stopped everything from happening right now. It's also worth noting, this did not need to happen. They, they, they There did not need to be a lockout, uh, even without a CBA in place, as far as I understand it. They, they, can have, they could have just kept negotiating and kept, you know, rosters moving. They could have had trades going. They could have had free agency open. They could have been doing this with... Uh, you know, the, the CBA as, as an end goal. And you know how, uh, this is going to be a wrestling thing, but you get guys that sign like two-day contracts where they're like, hey, my contract's about to expire, but this pay-per-view is going to come up. So I'm going to 
I'm going to work in good faith. They could have done a good faith agreement, but they didn't. Instead, they were like, you know what? No, no, no. How about we put some pressure on the players and make them cater to our demands, the demands of 30 billionaires, because we hold the power. And uh, so that's what's going on. Hopefully you're having fun, because we got two more segments of this coming up, so it'll be more A's-related a little bit later. So <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun because, oh, I just cry, you know, smile through the pain, Jason. That's what we're doing. So this is where we are currently. Coming up, I'm going to discuss how this could impact the 2022 season. But first, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Who's good this year? It's not the Niners. It's not the Raiders. It's definitely not, not my Jaguars. Uh, who is going to win this Super Bowl? If you have an idea, BetOnline has you covered because they are the number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That is Locked On, one word, all caps, Locked On. Uh, from basketball, NHL, football, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that's because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow or, or I guess subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Uh, we got a bunch of subscribers. We're getting we're getting close to 400, and I want us to get to a thousand. Uh, for no, it, it's just a nice number. Get me to a thousand. Bring in the views. Uh, also, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I also was just telling the YouTube audience because uh, for the podcast people, I cut out in between the ad breaks and uh, when I take sips of drinks, where I just talk to the YouTube audience. And I was, uh, you know, saying thank you to all the people who uh, have been, you know, tweeting at me or commenting on YouTube videos or, you know, sending me that I have been in their Spotify top five podcast listened to. I really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. And thank you guys so much again for making the Lockdown is your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Um, I, I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, my, my good friend Jude from Australia, uh, he, he listened to me for 47 hours last year or this year. And that is uh, insane. Get help, Jude. <laughs> but really, though, I appreciate Jude. He, he would also tune in to our Spotify green rooms and uh, really appreciate that. Um, he, he's a great listener. So be more like Jude, everybody. But anyways... Let's get back into the, the Locked Out A's episode that we had going where I was coming very hard. So let's keep it going. So another worry that I saw on Twitter uh, after the lockout became officially official is that the 2022 season was now going to be in jeopardy. And from what I've been reading, people aren't expecting this lockout to last until spring training. It could last until spring training, but in, in, in my, 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 the, uh, the, the quad the quadcast as I think is what we called it uh, the Thanksgiving special we all made our predictions on when this would would end and I said January 7th because I feel like this will be over in plenty of time for transactions to still be completed for 
pitchers and catchers to be reporting on time. I don't feel like it's going to impact the season. I think that it's going to be a month and then they're going to be like, hey, we're doing a lot of damage to ourselves. Let's come to an agreement. And so that's how I feel this will go. But they're, they're, if it does last a little bit longer, there, there would be a mad scramble to sign the remaining free agents like Carlos Correa or Freddie Freeman or Clayton Kershaw or in the A's case, trade everyone that we love away. Uh, but the season, at least right now, is not in jeopardy. Nothing is happening right now. It's just they, they can't make trades, they can't sign guys, and players can't work out at the facility. That is, that is all that's going on. Nothing is really impacting our enjoyment of baseball currently, and I think that it would be a big detriment if they did make this impact the 2022 season because, uh, one, it would hurt their own pocketbooks, the owners in particular, uh, and two, remember what happened after 1994-95? Uh, fans hated baseball, and it took the whole steroid thing to get everybody back into baseball, and, uh, yeah, you know, let's not do steroids again, that'd be terrible, but moving on. Of course, uh, all this could change as, you know, time just slips by, but for right now, I am prepared for roughly six weeks of just contention between the two sides before we start seeing a deal come together. Uh, folks that have been in the know have been tweeting out that the lockout doesn't really mean much until we start pushing up against February. So like late January is when you're going to start seeing probably some, some actual action happening uh, because spring training would be right around the corner and they're like, oh crap, a deadline. That's how, I'm a procrastinator. I get deadlines. That that makes a lot of sense. But from, from a baseball fan perspective, holy crap, do it as quickly as possible. And th this is when we could really see some headway being made is, you know, late January, mid, mid to late January is when I'm expecting things to start actually moving. So we're going to have a month and a half of, hey, you know, that... Rob Manfred said this, and he's going to definitely say something on Thursday that's going to be bonkers. Um, so that'll be, that'll be fun. He doesn't get life. Anyways, the winter meetings have been canceled. That is something that happened with the lockout, and that's been, you know, bandied about. That that was expected, but they have now officially been canceled. But the minor league portion of the, the winter meetings will continue, which is... Interesting, because I don't know what that means. Um, I'm unclear as to whether or not that includes the Rule 5 draft uh, or, or not, because there is a big league portion where teams are drafting minor leaguers onto their 40-man roster. So it would be guys that aren't on the 40-man roster who they can talk to, but then they'd be on the 40-man roster. Uh, so how does that work? Is it a minor or major league portion of the winter meetings? And then there's also a minor league portion. So... I don't know if the Rule 5 draft is going to be happening. I am fascinated to find out. If you guys know, let me know, because I would love to uh, tell people and also know for myself. Uh, one other thing that I saw a lot of on Twitter was people tweeting pictures of their team's 40-man roster, you know, from athletics.com or sfgiants.com or whatever team.com, uh, with all of the, the pictures of the players being taken down, and they were like, oh, what a petty move by baseball. This is stupid, and... As you can tell by the first segment, I do not like to stick up for the league very often, but I will say it's actually because of the CBA that they had to do that because uh, it, it's it's a legal thing. They it's it's a legal grounds thing where they could. It's not they're not being petty is is all that that is. The reason is because the league is not allowed to use the images or likenesses or even talk about anybody on their team's 40-man rosters since the CBA has expired. So that's what's going on. It's a legal thing. It's not that they're trying to be jerks, which 
they're doing the whole lockout as them being jerks. But the the pictures, it's not necessarily them being jerks. It's them covering their own butts. Uh, my main question is, uh, with the whole lockout and the likenesses not being able to be used, will there be a new version of the show 2022? I guess what it would be uh, for next season if there is no deal in place. My assumption is that they would have the game ready to release whenever the CBA got agreed upon. But uh, this is the first work of stoppage that a lot of us have had. I mean, I was nine when the last one happened. So I don't know. everything's new. The, do we still get video games? I, I just want my video games, please. Um, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about how the lockout impacts the A's. So stay locked in with Locked Out A's, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our new YouTube channel. Uh, comment, like, subscribe over there. Also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, so how will this impact the A's? I have it on very good authority from sources deep in the industry that the A's were about to swing a massive deal to land Shohei Otani in Oakland, but then the owners locked all the transactions, and uh, so that's not happening right now. We'll see if Angels GM Perry Manazian uh, sobers up in the next couple of months, or if it still goes through. Uh, I'm joking. That, that wasn't about to happen. But I saw people making these Mike Trout trade jokes, and I thought that they were funny, so I th thought that I would join in because I'm a follower. <laughs> but really, though, how could this impact the A's? Well, if it lasts long enough, maybe they won't trade everybody away. I'm only half-joking with that one. But in all seriousness, though, I expect the A's front office to be busy working on trades that we're all expecting them to make. They're going to be calling up any and everyone, or, you know, taking everybody's calls, because... <laughs> Why not? Uh, trying to find the best deals for Olsen, Chapman, Bassett, Manaya, Montas, and maybe even Murphy, Trevino, and Laureano. Those are their guys with the most value. Trevino less so, but those are their guys with the most trade value. Depends on how deep they want to make these cuts. Uh, not financially, but, you know, how deep the, the cuts in our hearts. <laughs> and the, the more guys they trade, the quicker they speed up the rebuild. And, uh... You know, it would suck for a couple of years, but hey, maybe they get some some really good players and they put together a, a really kick-butt team uh, trying to watch the language. Um, but I'm expecting the A's to start trading those guys away pretty quick, quickly once the CBA gets negotiated, partially because they'll have the deals in place because of all, you know, the phone ringing that happened in between all the transaction freezes because uh, they can all talk to each other. All the GMs can talk to each other. So why not try to swing some friggin' deals? That sounds awesome. Uh, and partially because they'll be running out of time to get them done before spring training begins. And spring training doesn't mean that they can't make these trades, but I think that they, they try to generally be nice to their players and, uh, you know, not making them report to Arizona before sending them to Florida is just a nice thing to do. Will, will the A's do that? I don't know. They might move the team, so they're jerks anyway. But but not the front office. They, it's ownership that's jerks. The front office is generally fairly okay with people, I think. Uh, one note that I will pass along, though, is that uh, teams cannot make trades with anyone on their 40-man roster, 
but we could potentially see the A's perform a minor league swap of some sort if the right deal comes across their desk. So we could see somebody that's not on their 40-man roster, uh, Buddy Reed. Maybe they trade Buddy Reed because uh, they're worried that he's going to be taken in the Rule 5 draft. Maybe it gives them more time to trade somebody who they left off of their 40-man roster uh, ahead of the Rule 5 draft. If the Rule 5 draft is uh, you know, part of the Major League portion of the, the winter meetings. Again, don't know. Maybe it isn't, and, uh, and, and it's going to happen anyway. I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Uh, so th those trades are allowed. Minor leaguers for minor leaguers are allowed. So maybe we see the A's try to, you know, get a pitcher that way or do some weird shenanigans that way, but they can't do it with somebody that's on their 40-man roster. So pick somebody that doesn't have a picture on the A's website and uh, don't go with those guys. Uh, go with somebody who has a picture, I assume. Uh, but from a broader scope, I don't think that the lockout necessarily hurts the A's much at all in a transactional way. Um, I mean, they, they, they need to make trades from, you know, the Olsons, the Chapmans, the Bassets, the Manias, and Montases. Uh, but other than that, they're, they're not really, like, being mentioned in a lot of free agent rumors right now. They weren't in the weeds of being a mystery team or anything, so... Uh, it's not like they were doing a whole lot anyway. Uh, their game is usually to wait it out and see who's still left when the dust settles, at the basically at the end of free agency. And the hurried nature of the time in between when rosters unfreeze and when spring training starts could potentially play in the A's favor. If I know that I'm saying that maybe there's guys that are you know looking to sign uh, where, where they can instead of playing the waiting game because they don't have time and they, they want to get a contract signed so that they're not being left out in the cold. And if the A's come in with a decent offer, and I know that that sounds ridiculous that the A's would, you know, spend decent money, but like one year, $8 million. I'm not saying a bunch of money, but, you know, like get a solid major leaguer and uh, pay him $8 million. You know, like Matt Boyd from before, maybe they pay him one and five. And they're like, hey, and Matt Boyd's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go play for the Oakland A's. They'll probably trade me, which is what the A's would be planning to do anyway. And maybe they can get some of these nice trade pieces for the trade deadline at a bit of a discount and, you know, rebuild their roster a little bit that way and get slightly better pieces than they would have in a regular offseason. So that's one way that it could benefit the A's potentially. Uh, the extra downtime will also presumably help them make uh, make these impending trades right. Uh, and by that, I mean that they're going to nail the hell out of these trades because uh, they had so much time to work on them. It's like getting a group project and then getting like an extension on deadline. Uh, I assume that that's, that's a good analogy, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so moving on. Uh, or they're, they're just going to like overthink everything and then... Uh, everything's going to be terrible. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how if it helps the trades or hurts the trades. I just know that there's going to be more time to just, you know, talk to more players and maybe up the prices is, is kind of how I'm seeing it. So maybe they're talking to the Yankees about Matt Olson and they're like, we'll offer you not, uh, not Volpe or Dominguez, but the other guy, Peraza, we'll offer you Peraza. And then they talk to the Red Sox and the Red Sox are like, oh, we want to give you like all of our prospects. And then they go back to the Yankees and they're like, okay, fine, you can have Volpe. And uh, maybe that's how that works. So maybe they get slightly better uh, prospects in return because they were able to work off of other front offices. That could be a nice way that it benefits the A's. Or they could completely overthink things and blow everything up. And, you know, we just have five Josh Donaldson deals on our hands. But um, the offseason is going to be a lot of fun. And this is like a real off season. Ha! Ha ha! 
Uh, get ready for lockout, <laughs> lockout pods, you guys. They're gonna be wild uh, because nothing is gonna be happening. This is a real off season, and so that said, we are still going to be with you guys every day. You know, our general five day a week schedule through December twentieth, and then we're gonna be shutting down to or shifting down to three episodes a week at the start until the start of spring training. So we're gonna have about eight weeks where it's three episodes a week. And then, uh, then we then we ramp it back up, you guys, which is great because that is basically paternity leave uh, time as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. But coming up on tomorrow's show, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the lockout and basically what the owners and the players are bargaining over and what changes uh, we may be seeing in 2022 and beyond, you know, like expanded playoffs and such. So I'll be giving you guys my takes and just, you know, the 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 inner workings of what is actually being bargained right now. Uh, but I also want to know what you guys want to hear about in the coming weeks. Um, I'm, I'll probably be doing some crossovers, ca catching up with some teams that I don't generally talk to. Uh, maybe the Tigers, maybe the Blue Jays, uh, some teams that I haven't talked to like at all. And so that would be fun. Like, Hey, who are you? We're coworkers. What's going on? Uh, that could be a lot of fun. And uh, let me know what else you guys want in this uh, in this downtime, because since I've taken over, we've had a COVID shortened season and now a lockout. So creativity is going to be my strong suit by the end of this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let me know uh, what you guys want to see either on Twitter at Locked on A's or down in the comments below if you are on YouTube. And uh, I will take any and all suggestions and try to work them in as best as I can. But uh, before I get out of here, thank you guys so much for making Locked Out A's your first listen of the day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms, as well as the guy that you should be making your second lesson of the day. And that is Sully over at Locked On MLB. He has a nice interview with uh, our, Phillies, our Locked On Phillies host. And uh, they, they're talking about that. They're going to be talking about the obviously the lockout and all of the implications of that. So uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Jason, you're rambling.